0: Alright, what's up guys? Give some people a few minutes to pop on. It's gonna be a little bit of a lengthy live. Haven't done a live in a while, but I have something to share. So, gonna give it a couple minutes for people to pop on. It's a beautiful day. I'd love to give you the. I get to look at the ocean. Love to give you guys a view of the ocean. If you listen carefully, you can hear the waves crash when they crash. Hear that? And, um, See some people on can't see you for some reason, but uh, hopefully it's all good. Can't see you who's on, so I'm just gonna go live and call it a day. I am live, so anyway, guys. Um, I think it was about a week ago. I was asked by a new acquaintance of mine. Um, interesting question. I said, "What? What are ten things that people don't know about you?" Some of your, I mean, basically your customers, your clients, your friends, your followers, um, even some of your closest friends. Um, what don't they know about you? 10 things. And immediately the first thing I came up with was all the things I was, you know, either ashamed of or um, things I've done in my past that, you know, because you, said, you know, things are vulnerable things. So I see you guys on here. I'm not sure why I can't see comments or so if i don't acknowledge you it's because i can't see you and i apologize for that i'm not sure why but um, i'm sure there's a reason for it so i thought about the things i was 10 things i would share and and, and you know first again i think well, i'm not sure about my drugging my drugging and drinking days and my you know, how many times i was married and all the things came to my mind and i thought to myself you know recent and over the last few days um i go, recently people have been commenting on um, all of the faith-filled posts that I put up on a daily basis, and how much they appreciate them, and they're inspired by them, and it's really what i it's really what I'm inspired by in the morning when I get up, and I do have a a renewed or new relationship with God, and I think it's showing up in how I show up in, on on online or on social media, or how I show up in my life. So I thought I would share that story of how I met God, and. Um, and because of the fact that it's not a story that, that very few people know. Actually, my kids, my wife, uh, a couple of my closest friends know the story about, about around my recent... About how I how I reconnected with God last year. And for me, it's just a little backstory. It wasn't like I've always been a, a, a believer in God. Um, I think I had more um, baggage around religion Organized religion. Um, how people in the past have showed up in my life, um, claiming that they were uh, men and women of faith. I think sometimes people use the, the religion or Christianity or whatever you want to call it as a as a mask or a calling card. That may not be how they show up authentically. And I'm not judging. I'm just saying that for me, I think that I've always had one foot one foot in, one foot out, not really intentionally. And and I just uh, assumed all the drama in my life was based on partly on my own behavior. Um, I didn't connect it to anything really else. And so I share that with you because of the fact that I've always, like I said, I've always believed in God. I've always prayed uh, mostly on 911, not (laughs) 411. I think many of us do that. Um, So my relationship with God has always been this coming to God in a place of panic or fear or desperation or need. Versus just sitting down and having a conversation with God, which I do every single morning now. I've done so for over 129 days straight, um, which was a new practice I added. But my relationship, my relationship with God, how I met God was last year, um, uh, seven I months mean last year, I don't know, six seven months ago, and it was just an interesting, interesting how it came about. I think I think the funny is the story is interesting because it wasn't like I was in a place where I was just on my knees and um, just ready to bring God into my life. It was uh, it was just uh, a, a sequence of events that happened and the experience took me by surprise. So I was literally in the gym um, on the elliptical machine. Um, I believe I was probably either finishing up my competition, preparing for my competition um, around that period of time I'm listening to to Ed Mylett's podcast. I'm a big fan of Ed Milet. I Actually, know Ed Mylett. He actually goes to the gym we used to go to in Orange County. So we've had some personal encounters. Uh, but I just think this brain some good. He has a great podcast, and, and I think one of the best in the world. And I, but I've, I've met people on his podcast, or got introduced to people on his podcast that I didn't know, um, or I, I may have seen, but they didn't even know their names, or didn't know what they did, or what, 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 what have you. And I was watching his podcast and and usually just I watch the podcast because it takes that takes me forty, you know, it take me forty minutes on the treadmill. I can be entertained, get information, take in some good good stuff. And this one particular day, you know, a gentleman called named Tim Story on 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 his show. And he said, Oh, Tim Story is a producer, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's this. I'm thinking he's a music producer, or music? And I'm listening, and I find out that he is a life coach and a pastor. And he starts telling his story. He's a life coach for his life coach with Robert Downey Jr. and for Charlie Sheen. And he's the one. He's the he's the magic behind them turning their lives around from from the from the deep you know the depths of hell that they were in. And, and he's had all kinds of you know Smokey Robinson and I mean just the guys just tapped into the world. Author of multi you know you know multi um, um, you know, best-selling author in multiple multiple books, and he's a pastor. And he was telling a story uh, of how he kind of came to be and how he became Tim Story. And Ed was asking him, "This is gonna be a long long show, guys. So if you don't have time to watch, it come back and check it out later." But it's gonna be interesting. Um, so he was talking about you know how he you know he grew up in the in the hood, and uh, his dad was an alcoholic, and as he became a teenager, he went to the seminary, and then he's like half black, half I think. Hispanic and I'm not sure the exact nationalities. But he went to the seminary and he thought thinking going, going to the seminary in his mind that the seminary is a place of God, that it was actually one of the first places that he actually experienced racism. Um and nobody wanted to bunk with him. The rule you know the rule was that you had to have four guys in a room and none of the guys wanted to bunk with them until he finally had one guy decide that he was gonna bunk with him because he was black. And then he ended up having four other people. But he kid the 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 moral of his story, you guys should follow him and check it out is that he found his calling, because uh, part of part of it being in the seminary, that his calling was that he was asked to go and talk to kids and share the gospel and sell the Bible with, with kids. And he had a, his way of being funny and, 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 a, and a way of breaking down the Bible. They got it. And one of my stories for, throughout my life, and I have this Bible here that I bought over 10 years ago, opened it twice in 10 years, probably two or three times in 10 years. Um, because back then, ten years ago, I was I was probably questing to get that. And we used to Jane and I used to go to Agape Church all the time, and and um, so I said that we were always one in one foot out. And she has her own feelings about it and her, her own her own journey with God. So I'm sure she'll share with you some at some point in time. But this was my personal thing. And so as I'm listening to him, he was talking about. He said, "You know, how did you become Tim's story?" And like and he said, you know what? He goes, and I don't remember the actual. Um, scripture, and some of you guys, that are really good into scripture stuff, and you know the Bible really well. But he was basically saying that he worked his land, and so bottom line is that everything he did, he worked. He said he did, he worked his land shall prosper, and he was sharing that you know in his gift, he just worked his land. Whatever he whatever was in front of him that, there was, a, that there was that that was put in front of him to do, he would do it with. Um, he would just go all in, and he said, "If you're if you're a, mother, a single mother of five, and, and that's your your job is a your goal is to raise your kids successfully, then she, she, that mother's working her land. If you're looking to lose weight and you want to change your body or change your you know, change how you feel, you, you get on your diet, you stick to it, you you follow the, you follow the program, and that's working your land. And for some reason, the way he was breaking down that scripture to me, I got it because my story was I would read the Bible, open it up, and go, I don't understand what it's saying." And it would frustrate me, so I would I would go to read it with thousands of these and this. And I was like, I don't get what the heck it's saying here, so I just close it and move on. So, but anyway, meeting Tim's story on the podcast intrigued me, and then in, a, in the thing he said, yeah, I have you know, I, I opened my own church. I'm a pastor of a church. It's here in Yorba Linda, and at the time, I didn't know Yorba Linda was really close to Orange County, so I was like, Yorba Belinda? So after I listened to the podcast, something triggered me to follow him on Instagram. And then I realized he had this church and what was the name of the church? Congregation Church in Gorba And I've never been to this church. So this man has changed my life and I've never even been to his church. I've never met him personally, but this is how the events un, unfolded. So I think one Sunday morning, a few weeks after watching that podcast, I decided to um, go on his go on to his website and say, let me listen to some of his past, past sermons. And so it was like a, and I was—I was—I so listened to a couple of them, and I was listening to this one. I think it was probably like maybe a Monday morning now, because I, I was listening to the Sunday sermon. I think I—I I think, I believe of the previous Sunday sermon. And I'm listening to the sermon. I'm working on my computer, and I'm just doing my thing. And he's—I'm listening to it like I'm listening to it subliminally. like, Somebody called in and interrupted my thing. Just gonna put it on a—do on a, not disturb. Anyway, so I was doing, listening, on, I have two phones, so one I'm, one I'm listening to, the, one, the other one I'm, I'm, I'm working on, and uh, the end of the sermon comes up, and he says, you know, he said, thanks for being here, I'm done, I'm done talking, and he goes, close your eyes, and he goes, close your eyes, and so I close my eyes, and I'm like listening to the thing, so I'm like, okay, i close my eyes, I got nothing to lose, so close my eyes, and uh, he said, in 30 seconds, God's going to talk to you. And I close my eyes and I kid you not, this voice comes in my head and it says, I'll restore your body. And I don't know what the exact order it came in, but these are what he said I'll restore your body, I'll restore your marriage, I'll restore your finances, and I'll restore your soul. And all of a sudden, I just started pouring tears. And it was a voice I'd never heard before, at least I hadn't heard quite some time that I remember. And I just knew it was God talking to me at that moment. And I just sobbed in that there. That was like, holy Christ. And I was like sitting there looking around and kind of thinking, am I dreaming? Is this weird? And some of you, I'm thinking, I'm thinking this is weird. And Jenny was out outside in the porch, you know, doing her morning routine. And I'm just sitting here. And because of the things he restored, the things he said to me, it was like it's not all—they all of them are broken. But I always wanted to have a better relationship with my wife, and our relationship's never been perfect. And there's times we were on the brink of divorce. We've shared that um, several times in our in our marriage, our 20 year marriage, and uh, and business has always been up and down. But if, and my body had just gone through you know the two surgeries prior, not these past surgeries I just went through a few weeks ago. And I just heard. I'm thinking, all oh, he tapped on every everything that's important to me, right? It was like, you know, it was like, wow. And I just went, wow. And I remember Janie walking in, and I said, "You're not going to believe this." And I tell her the story, and I, you know, and I had not told the story about meeting, you know, seeing Tim's story on on, uh, on Ed Let and then listening to what he was, he was sharing something that I, I, I connected with. I remember looking up the scripture that he was talking about and reading like, oh, I totally get that. And I, and it was my connection that I can, I, someone can talk to me about God. And I understand what they're talking about versus me being frustrated. Um, and so shortly thereafter, um, a client that I've been working with for quite some time in one of our sessions, she talked about doing her, her part of a routine. I think you guys heard me talk about this It's her three page letter to God. Her, you know, her love letter to God, and I was like, and I remember like, I was like, oh, whoa, 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 what was that? Back up, tell me about that. And we ended up, having, we ended up going to a seminar together in, in, um, in Arizona, and we got to talk about that, and I was still obsessed. I, I don't get that letter. Like, what do what you do in that letter? And she broke it down so when she actually read me one of her letters, and I went, ah, oh, I get it. And as I packed up and came home, I said that I'm going to start that practice, which was 129 days ago. And this is why it's cool, and this is why I think I'm sharing it with you. Because you know, as I said, so my default thing was to share with you all the things, that the crazy things I've done in my life, or things you think things that maybe I wouldn't want to share so easily. about I'm thinking this is pretty vulnerable too. Considering it seems like someone else calling in. Thank God, lives don't get disconnected when they do that. Um, there are only like five or six people on the planet that knew even even how I met God, right? And so, but this is what's cool. So I started doing my my, my three page letter to God. But in those letters I've mean, had I've had such amazing breakthroughs in this letter, but in these letters that same voice would come to my head and it would tell me something. And it would tell me something in in in, uh, in a language I wouldn't say language or a dialect, I don't know how you say that, but in the V thou those who in this, man, Oh my goodness, my phone keeps blinking in. I should've definitely i don't know about it next time I tell you my next thing. Next tomorrow, whatever it is, so my ten things you don't know about me, I'm gonna so I'm gonna make sure I don't have my phone. Able to interrupt, but it is. It is everything's perfect. So um, the voice would come in, and I would write something down, and, I'm, oh, and I'll start bawling again. I'm like, "Holy, is this for real? Like, seriously? Am I able to have these conversations with God?" That's why. I, that's why I've made my letter. She hers is love letters to God. Mine is conversations with God because I actually have God talking to me in my head. Uh, it doesn't happen all the time, it, but it happens. It just happens when it needs to happen, and it. so it's been very magical for me. So the reason why I think this morning I decided to share this with you because I was sitting here, not sitting. here, I was sleeping, and I have, uh, and I, I had this hip pain. And I have, and I've had some hip pain from the surgery, this nagging little pain in the ass pain. Um, and Gina like, you know, that's just, the, you know, the universe telling you that you're, just, that you're out of balance, and you need to, you need to let go of something. And I'm like, I get it, I get it, but it doesn't. It only hurts like usually during the day when I if I, I walk, if I start to walk too far or something like that, and. But it doesn't. It doesn't ache, and all of a sudden I wake up in the middle of the. I'm waking up. It's waking up out of my sleep, and my, my hip is like throbbing, like this throbbing thing, like aching. And I'm like, what the hell is that? I'm like, it doesn't do that, especially at night. At night is when I. It's like when I don't. Nothing hurts when I go to when I go to sleep. Like nothing hurts. That's a beautiful bar, I can turn over, roll over. Nothing hurts, and this thing is just throbbing and throbbing and throbbing. It's like four o'clock in the morning. I even get up. I go upstairs. I get up, and I get ibuprofen, uh, which I do. What I usually take for for that that particular pain. I took an ibuprofen, I go back to bed, I'm laying there like 20 minutes later and it's just throbbing, throbbing, throbbing. And, I'm, and I get up and then Janie's like, what are you, what are you doing, I said, My hip is just throbbing and throbbing. And, I, and it's 4.30 in the morning, I'm like, you know what, I think it's, I just need to get up. So I got up and I started writing my three page letter to God, right? So it was day 127, which ended up being four pages. And as I'm as I'm writing it, I'm listening to. I started writing it. I'm listening to Tony Robbins. So I was like, No, you know, Tony, I got to listen to you later, because I'm, I'm my head. My head is. I need. I need to concentrate on I'm writing. One of my clients pops up on Polo because I, got my private client coaching, coaching clients that are all over the country, and they, they, I mean, they, they're they're early birds. <laughs> they're some the East Coast, Midwest. Uh, so it pops up, and she's celebrating a breakthrough I and mean, a weight that she has not been at at some time, and she's crying. And I, then I'm writing, and I and I started celebrating with her, and I was thinking, thank you God, because this is this is the gift that I get for doing what I do, because she's so excited. Like, like, all I saw was like a five year old girl in her, because she. Just breaking through. She's now, and she's now setting out for her 14 weeks before her, before her competition that she's been wanting to do forever. She came to me with the dream of wanting to do a competition and getting her mom by, you know, a military mom of three beautiful kids, just you know, just wanting to wanting to get her life back. And now she's fourteen weeks out. Her body already looks phenomenal. Now she's fourteen weeks to getting, um, going to, to, to being doing her first uh, competition, which is on her bucket list. And she hit this this weight that, that she was at a plateau for like two weeks at the same exact weight within a quarter pound. And like and we're like, I'm like, and I said, like, yeah, I'm just I'm asking you, is there anything that you're possibly holding on to that you just refuse to let go because your body's holding on to this pot spot? This spot um, I mean, just with. I mean, just with everything it's got, it's holding on to. I said, you don't need to know what it is. I said, just be open to ask God. And she's she's very faith-filled, very you know, very faith-filled uh, woman. So I said, just ask God if you don't even know what it is. is there anything you're possibly holding on to that you weren't you weren't willing to let go, that you would not let go of it, and, and and now and just let it go. That was a couple of days ago, and all of a sudden she's doing a happy dance because she broke through to the broke through to the number. That, and the number I told her that she was gonna she was gonna break through to was literally the number. So tell you all this kind of stuff because it's just magical coincidence, but there are no coincidences, right? So anyway, I'm telling you this because I started writing the letter and I'm celebrating. I'm saying, thank you, God, for that gift because I got to celebrate with her. And I got it just validates what I do and, how, and that I'm good at what I do and that my people and my clients appreciate what I do. Um, uh, and it just was a magical moment to celebrate with her live. I normally would have gotten it like three hours later, and the fact that I was up to literally celebrate with her, wife, she's literally getting on the scale live at that moment through the video, and, and, and I got to be there live. I was like, yeah, thank you for waking me up, hip, that nagging hip, right? Writing my letter to God, and I have not one, not two, but three of these moments where I'm writing something, God talks to me, and I, and I have these moments of just tears. And I was like, today's the day I'm going to share with you when I met God. So I just wanted to share that with you. There's going to be, I'm going to share the 10 things that you don't know about me. And I figured, I might not start with the one that's, that's impacted my life the most? Because all the other stuff you're gonna, I'm going to share with you is, uh, it made me who I am today. But where I'm at today is in the best place in my life. Um, Primarily because of this relationship with God, but primarily because of the fact the way I look at life, the way I show up in the world, how I show up in the world, um, is just how I've always wanted to show up in the world. And the fact that I would be afraid or vulnerable to share this with you, um, because sometimes I think, you know, if you wear your faith on your sleeve, it, it, I, know it for, I know it. for me, prior, it, it alienated people. It alienated me from people, because I was like, hey, time out, you know. <laughs> like, you know, I got it. You got your relationship. I got mine. Well, that's But I realized that, that my relationship with God is mine. And, I, and like I said, that um, just because people think it's because we're both faith-filled or Christians, that we all we all share the same philosophies, same belief systems. That's not the case. My relationship with God is mine. Yours is yours. I believe all people. I love all people. I don't care what sex you are, what, what your sexual preference is. I don't judge. I don't. So if that's, the, if that's who you are in the world, that's cool with you. That's cool. Um, I still love you, but you probably won't be in my cabinet, in my circle of it, my tight circle of influence. And a part of this project that, that I'm on that I was that I was challenged to do is really to get people to, to get people to know me more on a more intimate level but also for me to get to know people on a more intimate level. And instead of just being here on social media where we flash and we like like and we thumbs up and we heart stuff, we don't really have any conversations. We don't really, you know, I think about the people that I've met in the last year, year and a half of my life, and I think partly from being a part of a network marketing company, and I think to myself today there are such magical people and some of you are probably on this live, some I can't see, you, unfortunately I can't see who's on here. Some of you will watch this and send me some love and you know who you are, but you are, I think to myself what my life would have been like, what my life would have been like if I had known these people for the last 10 or 20 years and how grateful I am that they're in my life today. And that's because we were able, we were willing to put ourselves in a position, align ourselves with certain people, a certain company at a certain time to meet these people. And there are no coincidences, there are no accidents. So I, so part of this journey about me being more vulnerable and kind of sharing with you the 10 things you may not know about me, I also get to engage with you. And my goal is to get to know each and every one of these people that were my friends or followers or my clients and my customers. I mean, some of my customers I've become really good friends with. We've traveled back and forth and visited them. They visited us. I mean, it's been a great run for this last 10 years, you know, being in the health and fitness space and, and helping people. But there's a deeper engagement that I think that uh, I have not really been willing to do. I've kind of been a little, I want people to get to know me to a certain certain degree. And, and then I kind of been able to stand And I realized that, that that's not who I was meant to be. And so my goal is to meet people and to to get to know people on a more intimate level and communicate with people on a more intimate level and engage with people because ultimately that's how we change the world and that's how we help people and that's how we actually can uh, connect with people from a heart sense instead of just this thumbs up shit that we do on Facebook or, or social media. So that is the end of my life. I hope you found this interesting. If you did, send me some love. Share it if you think somebody needs to hear it um but just so you know that uh whenever the time whenever i guess when at, at some point i must have been open and i thought i was always open but i obviously haven't been for the last <laughs> not not to this level over the last 58 years of my life um and i think god has perfect timing and for whatever reason that was the time and it started with just watching a podcast of, of a guy that i admire a lot Ed my introducing me to a guy i've never met but i love to death he's changed my life tim story and to now have this connection that i share with you and that i keep showing up in a way that i share what my heart tells me to share and i tell what god, i share what god tells me to share because i am fortunate that i am blessed that i truly have conversations with god with that with that said i bid you adieu namaste the light in me meets and sees and greets the amazing light in you thanks for sharing this time with me once again i'm sorry i couldn't see who was here um, on the page i guess i'll see the comments once i end this But I hope this part of my life is interesting. And tomorrow or the next day, who knows, I'll come back and share something. uh, I'll probably be sharing how my 20-year drug addiction revealed my zone of genius. Stay tuned for that story. Peace.